Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. It's good to be together, amen? Everybody that's online today, welcome. So glad you guys are with us. Can we just welcome those that are online? Can we just give them a welcome clap? We're grateful and we're thankful for all of you to be here today. Welcome to Oasis Church. My name is Pastor JP. This is uh, the 11 o'clock. So you guys all got some more sleep. Yeah? You guys got some more rest this morning than the 9 a.m. service? So I, I don't expect anybody to be falling asleep this morning. I expect everybody to be leaning in this morning, ready to go. You ready to go? Yeah. Just turn to, your, turn to your neighbor next to you and give him a little wave, a little like, I love you, since we can't hug each other or do any of that, make each other feel welcomed in this place. I want to reiterate, if, like, like Ruben said at the beginning, if this is your first time, um, welcome. I, don't, I didn't see, if you, this is your very first time, can you just slip your hand up? Slip your hand up. Don't be shy. Come on, lift it high. We can see. Come on, welcome. Welcome. We're going to have you uh, right now at this moment come up and sing a song if you can. And um, I'm kidding. That's a lot funnier before quarantine, I guess. Hey, uh, open your Bibles to Daniel chapter 3. We started in a series last week here at Oasis Church Chicago called Culture Influencers. Culture Influencers. And I want to continue in this amazing story in the book of Daniel as we are in a world today where those two words are very much buzzwords, whether it be culture, understanding culture, going the way of culture, doing it for the culture. Come on, you know what I'm saying? We all know that word. What is culture doing? How are they acting? How are they operating? I want to be like them. I want to do them. And, and not all of it is bad. I, I like some of the things that culture produces. I like some of the things that, that, that they're putting out there, whether it's art or, or, or fashion. What, they're good stuff, but, but we all are influenced by the culture in some way. And then the other side of those, those words is, is influencers. More than ever today, we follow influencers. We are influenced. We want to be an influencer. Come on, I actually, uh, in between services, I was back on my phone and I scrolled through some, some Instagram posts and, and, and I saw someone repost that there's actually a coach. You with me? There's a coach for, 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 for the, they, they teach you how to become an influencer. <laughs> there's actually coaches nowadays that can teach you how to become an influencer. Like this is the word, this is the way that the world's going, and this is what, what we're falling trapped to, I believe, more than ever, that, that we are being influenced and we are being influenced by the world and by the culture of this world instead of being the ones as followers of Jesus Christ, instead of being the ones that influence this thing. In all reality, I said it in the first service, I'll say it again. This world wants to be influenced. They want to be influenced by something or someone better way to say it, they want to be led. But like, believe it or not, the world is crying out today, lead us. Like, like someone take the, the reins on this thing, right? 
Like, like someone step in and someone please, like, help. And I think the cries are, in a lot of ways, good cries, like, help us, please. Can I be honest? What they're asking for is for the believers of Jesus Christ. Whether you believe that or not, just play along. It's good to play along in church. I believe, personally, that they are desperate for hope. They're desperate for truth. They're desperate to understand that there is mercy for them. They're desperate for love. Come on, how many of you know the world is desperate for love? Come on, how many of you know we were looking for love in all the wrong places before Jesus captivated our hearts? Like I was trying to find love in all the wrong places. Like they are desperate more than ever to be led, to be influenced. And this is where this series came from. It's like, like, man, Daniel, the book of Daniel shows us the power of believers influencing this culture around us. Not being, there's a difference between being influenced and being the influencer. You with me? Like I said, you all got rest. And so I want to discover again today the power that has been placed inside of us. Not power, you know, when I say power, some people are like, so we're like called to dominate? No, no, the thing about Jesus is, is he had and still has all the power and the victory. But you know how Jesus operated? With hands open wide, with love, with grace, with kindness, with gentleness, with, you with me? We're called to have the power inside of us invade this culture in the same way that Jesus has. I'm really, I'm, I'm getting really, really, um, can I have an honest moment? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the back crew back there. They're just shouting me down. All the rest of y'all, get on page in a sec. I'm, gonna, I'm getting really nervous today um, with believers. And, and here's why. I'm only 33. I haven't been around this thing long. But I'm watching the lack of self-control, the lack of patience and kindness that is flowing out of, this, out, of, out of church. You with me? And I believe more than ever, Jesus is saying, hey, hey, I want you guys to influence culture. I want you guys to be leading the way. I want you guys to have a voice, but do it in the way that your father did it. You with me? The way that he did it. It was way, way different than what we see today. And I believe God's shifting and changing his church more than ever today to be those people. And everybody would say, Amen. I entitled this part of this series, Culture Influencers, It Is Only Smoke. It is only smoke. If you have your Bibles, open up to Daniel chapter 3. Uh, I'm going to read verses 16 through 18 first. It's going to be up on the screen. It's going to be 16 through 18. We're going to bounce around through this chapter. Go home and read your Bibles. Like, like, I want you to go home and read Daniel 1, Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 3 this week. Get, get it in your spirit. But Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 through 18 says this, and I'm going to talk about it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those names, I love those names. Come on, how many of you love those names? Those were the three homies of Daniel. They are now in the land of Babylon, and I'm going to talk about this. But they are there, they are living, they are serving the king, they, they are wise young men, they are equipped. Chapter 1, we learned about how Daniel and his three, three homies all were well equipped, ten times smarter than the rest of the king's uh, council, rest of the people that were giving the king wisdom. These men were, were just courageous and bold, and now they're in a situation. They're in a really, really crazy situation. They replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this manner. I, I read that one line and I get encouraged. Because man, you know what's honest about me? I get, I, I'm tired of fighting battles that I shouldn't be fighting. 
I'm like tired of giving energy to things that it's only on God. Because it's him, right? It says, we, we, we don't need to defend ourselves in this matter. Why? If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. Like, I, like they understood the power of Yahweh, of God, of creation. They understood the magnitude of his glory and of who he is. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. And these words, I love these words. But even if he does not. <laughs> There's a fiery furnace in front of them. And they go, yeah, but even if he doesn't. They didn't give God an out. Catch that. What they did was give their faith an increase. Well, that'll preach a word. I should just preach that word right now. That's a message. Mark that down, baby. They didn't give God an out. Stop giving God an out. Well, if he doesn't, no, 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 they, they said if he doesn't, our faith is still gonna be strong in him. Some of you need to hear that. He hasn't come through for you the way you wanted him to come through for you. Guess what? Stay strong. Keep lifting up your faith to who he is. Anyways, that's another message. I'll get back to the real message. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Even if he does not come through the way we want him to come through, the way we know that he can come through, we are not going to give our lives over to the worship of idols and to other gods. We are gonna stand on the one true God. Culture, influencers, it's only smoke. Can you pray with me this morning? Father, right now, Holy Spirit, we invite you more into this place. I pray that whatever is said, Father, from my mouth will be from you and you alone. I pray every word that goes forth, God, it would fall on soil that is open and ready. And I just pray, God, that you would just build in us such a faith like no other that you would open up the hearts of people in this place, open up the eyes of people in this place. God, those that may not know you or haven't given their lives over to you today, God, I pray that this would be the day of salvation. Father, thank you that you have called us for such a time as this. You have purposed us for this moment in this time. And may we learn together, may we discover together what your word says. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says. It is only smoke. I was uh, in high school, and um, you know, being 16 year, old, 16 year olds, you do some really dumb stuff. Anybody remember 16? Some of you thumbs up, yeah. Really dumb stuff at 16. Really dumb stuff at 20. Really dumb stuff at 20. Anyways, at 16, I remember us having a bonfire in the back of one of my buddy's house. And at 16, your whole goal for a bonfire is to get the fire as big as you can. Right? Like you steal the gas can out of your parents' garage and you dump the whole thing on it to see how, no? Just me? Okay, anyways. Uh, so, so we were there and um, we, we got this fire to be really, really big and the great idea came to, to one of us that, that said, hey, not only are we gonna make this fire super big, but we're gonna jump over, all of us are gonna try to jump over this fire. I am not giving you any permission to do this at home. Do not try this at home, please. And so, so we had guys start and they ran and they leaped over the fire and landed on the other side. Everyone's cheering and giving them, you know, whatever, high fives and all that stuff and like screaming like a bunch of just goofballs. And then we had a guy that, that I, I, he, he's not, he wasn't, he wasn't um, the most athletic, 
but he was, he was, he was athletic, right? Like, 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 I'm not saying that you guys with me. Like, like, like we, I just knew this would be a, maybe a bit of a stretch for him. So, so I remember him going, and, and as he's running, he's got a good pace to his run. And, and have you ever seen a long jumper jump in the sand, but you know they jumped way too early? You ever been to a track meet or watch a track meet, and like they jump way too early, and the coach is like, no, you gotta jump later. Well, that was that moment where I'm like, no! Like he took the step like way before the fire was like even close to him. And in my mind, I'm going, this brother's landing right in the middle of the fire. Sure enough, my brother landed right in the middle of the fire. Good news though, good news, good news. We grab him and pull him out, he jumps out, and, and, and next thing you know, he does what only normal people would do when you're in the middle of fire. What would you do? Stop, drop, and? And he's rolling around the ground, but we are laughing because I know it's a crazy story. I know, like, listen, kids, don't do this at home, please. There's some children in the room. Don't do this to your parents. But he's rolling around the ground, and we're screaming at him, hey, hey, you're good. You're good. There's not even anything on you. Like, you're good. It's only smoke. Like, you're good, you didn't get touched by the fire. Not a piece of him was touched. He jumped so fast in the fire pit and jumped out. Not a piece of him was touched. It was an actual miracle. Like, we were all like, oh my goodness, thank you, God. That situation could have gone south really fast. But we're saying to him, yo, yo, it's only smoke. Like, you were in the fire, yes, but, 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 but nothing got touched on you. Whew. I think more than ever today, church, we are experiencing heat. We are experiencing the fire. And we are sitting in it. Instead of going, whoa, 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 what the world is screaming heat, what the world is screaming fire, I want to remind you, our God is with us. And may, it may act like it's going to burn. It may feel like it's going to burn. But I'm here today to tell you, it's only smoke. Can I be honest this morning with you all? Can I be honest with you this morning? I keep asking you guys as if I'm not going to be honest. Like, can I be honest? And you're all like, if you were like, no, I'd still be like, well, I'm going to be honest. The world is screaming fire and it is trying to catch as many people as possible but the reality is their fire is only smoke it's only smoke it's only you know the saying it's only smoke and mirrors it's like it's like they're only trying to trap you up they're only trying to get you does it feel sometimes like a lot of pain oh absolutely are we in the middle of of a lot of pain in a lot of different ways and in places here in this earth absolutely but can i be honest to you today that when the kingdom of god comes into your heart when jesus christ comes into your soul there is no longer fire waiting for you there is peace there is joy there is grace there is hope will you feel the trials will you feel it yes but you can walk through the fire and not be burned. It's only smoke. And I think today more than ever as, as believers, we gotta be people that are, are sharing this with the world. Not scared of what the fire is like. Not scared of what the pain's gonna feel like, but more concerned about people. Why do we do this week in and week out? I was reflecting back there again too. I was like, why do we do this? Well, one, it's to meet God and for his presence to come. And I believe he does that. When you call upon him, how many of you know Jesus comes? But it's for people to come in. You know, Oasis' name, this wasn't in my notes, but Oasis' name was very much prophetic when it came to Rachel and I. We were driving in the car on the highway. We, this church had no name for a long time. They're like, you're planning a church? We're like, yeah. They're like, what's the name? We're like, I don't know. Church. It's a good name, church. We should have just named it church. It would have been awesome. What church do you go to? Church. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we saw a sign 
on the highway that you most, a lot of you probably see when you're driving, it said Oasis. And I said to Rach, like, hey, can you look up the name Oasis? And she was like, it's a vacation spot. It's a destination. And I was like, no, I think there's more there. And she looked it up and we read it and it said, wellspring of life in the midst of a desert. And we said, that's this place. That when the world is screaming fire, 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 this place can be a wellspring of life where water can be drawn and put out the fires and put out the things raging in your life and put out the things that are coming against you. I may get to my notes, I may not today. You guys need to hear this. That when we come into the kingdom of God, the fires that are around us, the wars that are raging, he doesn't always just dismiss them, but he holds you close to him so you don't get burned. You, you believe this today, church. So I wanna just dive in and just share this story because I think there's a lot for us to learn from these incredible boys. Three incredible young boys, you know, they got into this kingdom in, in Babylon at the age of 16, many people believe that the, the kingdom of Judah was overtaken by King Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, the people of God, the Israelites, were taken into captivity, and now there's different people serving in different ways, and these boys are now serving the king's courts. They're, they're found to be 10 times wiser than all the other people, and in Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and Daniel interprets a dream. I'm going to talk about it on Wednesday in prayer meeting, show up to prayer meeting, or get online for prayer meeting. We need to be a church more than ever that prays, and everybody would say... We need to pray. And so we're going to talk about Daniel chapter 2. But, but, but if you just know Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a crazy dream. Daniel interprets it. Daniel tells him, hey, this is going to be your kingdom. This is how it's going to fall. You're going to have different yada, yada. And the king is like, whoa, this is crazy. But Daniel, thank you for interpreting. Nobody else could. I'm talking really fast. You all with me? Nod your heads. Like, like he says, well, great job. You did an awesome job. We're going to do this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then they say, like, then the next chapter goes into the fiery furnace section. But many people don't know is that this was 20 years later, most people believe. So there was some time that progressed and some time that went on, and now, now the boys find them in a situation, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where, where the king has now made a statue of gold. What a sight. Many people believe don't, it wasn't built out of all gold because that would have been a, a lot of gold for the size of the statue, but, but he, he outlined it with gold, and he said to the people, look to the statue of me, and when, when the music starts playing and the trumpets sound and the harps and, and the lyres all start playing, everybody in this nation, everybody in among this nation, you will bow down to this statue. Come on. I don't even know the world's just crying out for us to bow down to it. This idea, and this is not, listen, you guys all know my heart. Well, you know, most of you have been here for some time. This idea of canceling each other out, can I go here? Can we say it with a smile? This cancel culture nonsense is absolutely demonic and evil within the church. If you are a believer, if you love Jesus, Jesus never canceled nobody. And if you don't think so, just look at your own life. He didn't cancel me, and, and I'm thankful. He didn't cancel anybody. He walked around going, hey, you're going to, Judas. I said it earlier, Judas, this brother, Judas, a disciple. You all know, Judas, like one of the 12. Like, like, like he sold Jesus for some coins. Crucified Jesus for some coins in his pocket. If I'm Jesus, I'm canceling Judas the moment Judas shows up into my life. Like, I see Judas walking, and, and I'm like, you're Judas. You're the one that's going to sell me. You ain't with me. What does Jesus do? Come here. 
Oh, you slapped me on the face? Here, I'll give you the other side. You want me to walk a mile? I'll walk a mile. Can I just be honest? I just got to say this to us in this church. You with me? I know this isn't easy. But this idea of canceling each other and just, just, just hurting each other, it's got to go. It's got to go because that's what the world is doing. The world is saying, bow down and start to operate the way we operate and hate and anger and resentment and canceling each other in the church. I'm feeling this in my spirit is going, no, 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 we can't operate that way. We got to operate in the love and the grace and the mercy and the hope and the joy of Jesus Christ. They're blowing a lot of heat, but it's just smoke. So I want to just share three things that I, I discover here for, from these boys. They're on the brink of walking into a fiery furnace, of losing their lives, but they don't stop. They don't give up. They say, our God's with us. You know, our faith has to get tested. If our faith doesn't get tested, it's never going to be strong enough. And so we got to receive the testing of our faith time and time again. You know, James talks about that in the book of James. Like, consider it joy when you go through trials and tribulations. Joy? Um, no. Have you been through my trials, God? Like, I don't think there's much joy in this trial. He said, consider it joy. Consider it joy. You guys with me? Three things. First thing is this. What you bow to is what you ultimately will worship. If we're gonna stand in the face of this world today and we're gonna say, hey, hey, the fire may be there, the heat may be there, but it's smoke. First thing you gotta remember in your spirit is this, is what you bow to will ultimately be what you worship. These boys in, in, in verse four of Daniel chapter three receive this, it says this, that then the herald loudly proclaimed nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you, are, you must fall down and worship the image of, the gold, of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So this scene, right? I gave you the middle. I'm going back a little bit here. This scene, now they're, they're there in front of the king, and the king's men make the announcement that, hey, when this music starts, bow. A whole nation hears this music and hears this stuff being played, and what do they do? They bow. I gotta believe though in my heart that, that they didn't bow out of loyalty. They bowed out of false loyalty. They didn't bow because they really loved King Nebuchadnezzar. They bowed out of fear. You with me? They, they bowed, why, how do I sense this? Well, well they bowed because the, the thing was, there was a consequence. If you don't bow, nobody's, no. Thank you. If you don't bow, you're gonna be in the furnace. So I gotta believe a whole nation was looking at each other like, we bowing. If I'm in that crowd, I'm bowing. Oh, pastor, how can you say that? Because I'm a human. Like, like, like if I know this is how we operate, we, we, if we know our life's gonna be impacted, we're gonna do whatever we can to save our lives. And so they bow, they all begin to bow, and I just believe there's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What? I love these boys. If we have more sons, I'm naming them one of those names. Titus and Abednego. And if we get a third, Shadrach. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I digress. I'm sorry. <laughs> I imagine these three boys standing, maybe in the back, wherever they were at. And the music started playing and they hear it. 
And they look at each other like, you bowing? Hey, you bowing? Or hey, hey, are we, are we called by God? Are we, are we his children? Have we committed our lives to this forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't bowing. You sure, you sure, Shadrach? You sure, you, you sure we're good? Like, because if you start bowing, like it's gonna be hard for, for me and Abednego to, to not bow. Shadrach, no, no, guys, I'm in this together. We in this fight or fight. We ready to die. We good. Talk about some boys. Talk about some friends. This is why I pray for friends for you all. This is why I tell you to ask God to bring in friendships and relationships, that when the storms come and the fires come, you got people next to you on the right and to the left going, we in this, ride or die, we going through this. God's not failed you, he's not gonna start now. That's why I say when you're in the midst of trials, stop going to those negative people that you start calling and be like, oh my gosh, I gotta tell you all my problems. And they're like, oh my goodness, tell me all your problems. And then you just sit in this sulky moment of t- trials and problems time. I'm not saying it's not to dismiss your trials or not to, to, to say like, well, I feel what you're going through, but make sure you get some friends around you going, hey, 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 there is a furnace in front of you. There is a test that you're in, but we are not going to bow down to this right now. We are gonna stand strong in the Lord and stand strong and be courageous, and we're not gonna fall back because I know that our king is gonna come through for us. What you bow to is what you worship. Well, pastor, we don't have idols today. Well, I would beg to differ. You might not have some little gold statue in front of your, your, in the middle of your living room that you walk out and you bow to. You might not have some little statue in your bedroom. Well, like some people do, but, but I would bet most of us don't. But you gotta understand what the meaning of idol is. It's anything in replace of God. Seen and unseen. You, you know that like, you might not have an idol in your home, but your home may be an idol. You don't get that? You might not have a physical idol in your home, but your home might be an idol. Well, you just gotta get, I gotta get everything, I gotta get the latest and greatest, I gotta have it all. And you start racking up credit card debt, and you start spending all your money on this stuff because you gotta make sure you have all the right furniture, all the right stuff. You gotta make sure that everybody sees what you have inside of it. I gotta look good, I gotta make sure everything is good. What does it become? An idol. Now, I'm not telling you don't have nice things or buy things that you enjoy, my wife and I do it, but we're very careful, actually she's the Holy Spirit in my life sometimes. She goes, babe, is that an idol? Or is it something we need or don't need? Let's figure it out. But at the, you got, are you with me? <laughs> an idol can be anything that you give your worship to, your attention to. If your job has more of your attention than the Savior, you might be bowing to the wrong thing. If your fitness and the, and the things that you wanna do for yourself have more of your time and attention, you might be bowing to an idol. If your friendships or the relationship you're in that you're trying to make happen, you're trying to make it work, you're just trying to see it through because you've, you've longed for the relationship, so you're gonna do everything you can to make this dating relationship work. Oh, if I could just... And you're not going to the king and asking him what he thinks about it, you might be bowing to something that's not him. See, this thing of a being a believer is not just choosing Jesus when it's easy. It's choosing Jesus always. Is this okay, church? So, so, so what you bow to is what you worship. These boys understood if we bow down to this idol, we are speaking on behalf of a whole generation of people. We are speaking on behalf of a whole nation. Can I remind you, parents or, or us older people, how we operate, I said it last week, how we operate in today's world, in today's climate, and everything that we do will build up for the next generation. Like, like what, what are we creating for the next? 
What place are we creating for the next? Are we creating a place for, for our children to grow up in a place where they can grow and foster relationships and have the things that they, 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 they need? And to are you with me to be in a place where, where there is peace and there is joy and there's love? Are we bowing to the world's agenda, to the world's situations, to the world's voice? Are we saying, no, 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 no. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, if you can do this, and you actually had a fiery furnace in front of you, I can do this. I can do this. See, that's why you should read the Word, because it spurs your faith. It's, it's listening and reading men and women of, of incredible faith that, that went before us and went through things that we, we may never experience. And they did it. You know what it says to me? We can do it. What are you bowing to? What are you, what are you putting your head down for? What are you giving your time and energy and resource? The second thing that I get from this passage in Daniel chapter three that I think we need to remember, this is, this is a crucial one. When the pressure is on, press in. When the pressure's on, press in. How many of you have ever felt pressured in life? Come on, how many of you have ever felt the peer pressure in life, right? Like, like we've all felt pressure to do something whether it's to jump over a fire pit or, or, or make some bad purchase at the, at the mall and, the, and those kiosks that they used to have, you know, in the middle of the mall that you're like, How, what is that thing? But then they get you, they start talking to you and they convince you that you need it in your life, right? Or, or like info commercials. Those things are traps from the devil. I find myself sometimes in the middle of the night going downstairs to pray and I turn on the TV for a moment and just maybe scroll to like channel and I find myself on the info commercial channels. And I got my credit card out ready to rock and roll. I literally bought the first day of quarantine an in-home ping pong net and paddle. This is just counseling for me. I literally bought this thing the first day of quarantine. I didn't want to tell her because it got me. I saw it on TV. I was like, this is amazing. You put it on your kitchen table. Isn't that awesome? You just. When did I get it? Like. Two days ago, <laughs> trap, my money's been gone for months. I haven't seen that thing. I felt pressure to get it. I thought my ping pong game was gonna increase. Anyways, I'm all over the place. When you feel that pressure, you can't give up. You gotta press in. You can't just, ah, oh, I can't. We've all been there, I, I just can't take one more thing on my shoulders. I can't take one more hit. I can't take one more. Man, I can't do it. Because if I, if I just have one more thing put on me, I'm going to crash. Pressure. The world is looking for some people to stand up as influencers and say, no, 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 no. When that pressure and that weight comes on me, I'm going to press in even more. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, hey, hey, like, we trust God to do this, and we know our God can do this. So, so majesty, like, we're not bowing to you, but even if he doesn't, talk about pressing in when it, get hard, when it gets hard. Talk about, like, really staying in it when it, okay, this is how hot the furnace was. So, so, so the idol was there, the, many people believe the furnace was right there. So, so they see Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. They call them up. They're like, you're not bowing. And the king's like, bowing. They're like, no, king, sorry, we're not bowing. Like twice. They, they, they not only had to do it once, but they did it twice. Mind you, they didn't weaken after the first time they were asked to do it. The king said, bow. And they said, nah. And then he asked them again. They're like, nah. So, so they call them up. 
And this furnace is there and they bind their hands and they bind, bind them together and they start walking. This furnace is so hot. Talk about pressure that it says, scripture says, this is crazy. How many of you know scriptures? Scripture's a trip. Like you wanna read a fun book, read scripture. You wanna read some stuff and you're like, what the? No. Sometimes I'm reading, I'm like, what God? Like you did that? <laughs> they get to the furnace. The guys that were walking them to the furnace, the guys that were just doing their job, they die from how hot the furnace is, scripture says. You all with me, you're in this story right now. Imagine that. Imagine the pressure. Imagine the pressure. Imagine the pressure on these guys. If I'm Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, once again, I'm going, okay, no, I'm done, I'm good. You want me to, I'll bow right here. Like, like do, can I get a third try? Do I get a third door open? Please, God. Right? Like, like I'll just I'll do it. No, they see these men fall. They feel the pressure. And they don't bow. You with me? Why do I think this? Because these boys understood what faith was. Faith wasn't commercialized. Faith wasn't a thing that only felt good when you needed to. Faith wasn't a thing when you show up on Sundays or on Wednesdays or whenever you show up with, with, the, with the church crew. Well, I'm with the church crew today, so now I gotta have faith. No, faith is having it every single day, regardless of the situations, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what's around you, what you're going through, what you're walking through. Faith is a thing where you choose to trust in the living King, in God, in Jesus Christ, and say, no matter what the pressure is, I'm gonna keep pressing into my Father. They did it. We need to learn from them. If we're gonna influence the world around us, the world is then going to try to squeeze us, try to pressure us, try to, try to mold us. Can I say it this way? How many of you know the world's trying to like mold us? Think, act, be, do. You know what's really cool? We are all trying, especially like now more than ever, we're all trying to like make ourselves known. You know the best way to make yourselves known? Get with Jesus. <laughs> like, like, you want to be known? You want people to talk about you? Get with Jesus. You want to be known for, for something that people are going to actually be transformed by? Get with Jesus. Anyways, and so, so they feel this massive pressure, but their faith was strong. My guy Courtney's here. I didn't, he didn't, what's up, Courtney? It's my little brother. I've known him for years. And we, we work out, we used to work out a lot together. His biceps are the size of my head. Mine are not. And I used to get so mad at him because we would go in and we would work out together and he'd start putting more plates on. Like, who does that? You know, like, I'm good with just like, it's good. He'd be like, no, man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta build your muscle. I'm like, well, I'm building my muscle. Just give me some 25s. Like, I'm good. The reality is, is if you wanna build muscle, what do you have to do? You have to lift weights. And if you just stay on the weights, the same ones over and over again, you might build a little muscle. But as you increase the weight, you increase your strength. And as you increase your strength, you're able to lift more. You with me, church? Whether you work out or not, this is a good analogy. God is calling us as a church to carry some more weight as his family. And he's saying, hey, 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 you gotta go through some pressure moments in order to be able to carry the faith that I'm calling my church, the bride. I believe there's a shifting and a changing happening in his church 
where he is calling his church to rise up more than ever, and he's saying, I'm gonna have you carry some weight. I said it last week, he's gonna have you carry weight in the job place, in the work, in, in, the, in the schools, in, in your homes. He's, he's calling us to, to do it, but the world is gonna squeeze, and the world's gonna pressure, and you're gonna say, no, 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 I have felt this pressure before. I have been through some storms. I have been through some trials. I have been through some fires, and God has not failed me. He has not let me be burned. I have walked through them with him. I have been through it all with him, and so now, world, you wanna throw fire at me? I've been there before, and my God has not failed me, and even if he doesn't come through, I'm still gonna praise his name because I know what he has saved me from. I know what he has set me free from. Press in. If I were to give up on that bench, that bar would be on my neck. But if I pressed in for just a moment and squeezed this, I can lift it. You with me? Some of you are just, you, you are on the, just the brink of that moment where, I think there's a moment where, we, I don't know where this is at. I, I mean, I know it's there, but I just, like, like in scripture, but like, there's a moment where you come to a dividing line, like a line, a crossing line, where you're like, I know what it feels like to, 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 to play with like the, this idea of Christianity and faith, and then stepping into actually living it. I know for me that moment. I remember that moment where I, I knew I loved Jesus, but I still was like, I don't feel like, ah, maybe like I still am like, you ever been there? Like, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. I still don't know. And I remember that moment when I crossed the line and I was like, this is what it means to live bold. This is what it means to live courageous. This is what it means to, woo! Because here's the reality. Ain't nothing stopping me. Because I know what Jesus has done for me. And I know, is this encouraging? Is this okay? Pastor Jordan, Alex. We're gonna sing. Gotta press in. You know, Wednesday night we had prayer meeting and it was a really special night. And um, we started at seven o'clock. We were worshiping and we were praying and worshiping and praying. And if you were here, you, you may know this, but you're, you might have experienced this, I should say, but it felt like I was standing off to the side and I, was just, I just kept asking the Lord, Lord, like, come and move, come and move. Like, even as we started and began, Craziest thing happened at like 8, 10. An hour and 10 minutes into prayer meeting. I felt like there was finally this breakthrough where people actually like were able to just be resting and rejoicing in the presence of God. So what are you saying, pastor? That I have to wait an hour and 10 minutes before I get God? <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, is there are times where you gotta just press in. Why am I saying this? Because you gotta get past the natural. You gotta get your spirit, you gotta get your eyes past the natural. We give up so easily when all we see is the natural in front of us. Well, I've been here, God, for five minutes. Where are you at? <laughs> I've prayed those prayers at least twice today. Where are you? And I'm not saying God's some guy with a carrot dangling. That's not him at all. But we gotta look past our natural spirit and start to get into the supernatural spirit of the living God. And sometimes what it takes is pressing in. Man, 810 hit this place, erupted. I was telling Pastor Jordan to sing. I was like, keep singing. He looked back, he's like, I can't sing anymore. It's like, my voice is gone. He's like, Alex, sing. And Alex is like, okay, like, let's sing. You just gotta press it. Guys, you know, more than ever, press into God. Lean into him. Sit with him. We have all the time to do it now. Well, I should say we have a lot more time than normal to do it. All right, the last thing, this is good news. Y'all ready for some good news? I'll try that again. Are you, are you ready for some good news? 
Third and last thing. And we go home, we go have some brunch. It's gonna be a good day. Amen? It's smoke. The world is blowing smoke. And when they blow that smoke that, that appears to be fire, you need to remind yourself this. You need to remind yourself of this. Remind the devil that he has lost. That's like an old school Pentecostal thing to say. Like I said, remind him. Y'all don't think I grew up in church. Remind the devil he has lost. Oh man, more than ever before, I think there's some, some people even in this room that you've been letting the evil one, you've been letting the voice of evil, of depression, of anxiety, of fear, scream. And you've taken it. You've taken it like a punching bag. And I'm here today to stand before you and stand and trust in God that today you're gonna to be able to rise up and look at evil, look at depression, look at anxiety, look at fear, look at hate, look at all the strife, look at all the end, look at everything and say, yo, evil, wickedness, Satan, you've already lost. You've been bound up. You've been bound up. The victory has already been won on Calvary and in that empty tomb. Jesus Christ has risen from the grave. He is risen and he is seated on the throne in victory next to his father. And there is nothing too great, nothing too strong, nothing too big for him. And these boys understood it, that God would be with them in the fire because evil would not have the last say. It says in verse 25, he said, look, Nebuchadnezzar said, I, I see four men. There was three, now there's four. There's four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, yo, boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. I love scripture. They were just in a burning, blazing fire. They just come out. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies. This is awesome. Nor was a hair of their heads singed. <laughs> you don't catch that. You know God says? He knows every hair in your head. And he's proving his point. He, not, he didn't let one single hair that he knows get singed. How much do you know that God cares about you? The fact that if he didn't let these boys get hurt, how much more is he gonna do it for you and for me? Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. You know what they said in that moment? Satan, evil, temptation, you've lost. And what happens, and Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now a king is proclaiming once again, who is in control? No longer him, because of the faith of three boys. The faith of the three boys change an entire nation. You with me? Because the boys looked and said, evil, you've lost. And now a whole nation is exposed to the goodness of our God, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. Satan will do everything he can to try to prove that he is in control. He will throw everything he can at you. The, reality, the question is today is, is, will you let it stick? <laughs> will you let it stick what he's throwing, or will you say, get off? Yo, yo, like, no. Have I let it stick? Oh, yeah, many times, even this week. Will you believe that lie? And you walk around with that lie? And that lie is just feeding your brain? 
And finally, I got to stop and be like, no, 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 you've lost. You don't tell me who I am. You don't determine my steps. The God of creation does. The God of creation told me who I am. You know the best part of this whole story, and I'm finishing with this. This is the third close. I got one more, I'm sure of it. Best news about this story, two things, two things. Say two things. Say two things. Okay, first is this. You know what the only thing that was burned of them, off of them? The only thing that was burned off of them, that scripture says was removed from them. Not a single hair, not a piece of their clothes, nothing was touched. It said that the smoke wasn't even on them. The smell of smoke wasn't even on them. You with me? You know what the thing that was removed from them? The ropes that held their hands. I, I read that this week for the first, I've, I've heard Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego since I've been, woo! First time I heard that the ropes that bound their hands were the only thing released in that fire. Why? Because in the middle of the fire, the one is walking with you and he's releasing it off of you so that you can praise him, so that you can lift your hands, so that you can sing a little louder. I love that. When you're walking through, don't let Satan bind your hands up. They've already been released. Stop giving him the keys to the handcuffs. You, Savior owns the key. Your hands aren't bound anymore. Someone needs to just say, thank you, Jesus, for that. The second thing that's awesome is this. There's a fourth guy in the fire. We all know. Well, maybe you don't know. Let me tell you. <laughs> you're the pastor. You're supposed to tell us what's going on. You know what's the best part? Fourth guy. The guy said, it looks like a son of the gods is in there. That, that reference is used a couple other times in the Old Testament. And what people believe, and what I believe wholeheartedly, after studying and looking into this thing, that was Jesus. That was Jesus in that fire. Jesus came down, and he walked in that fire with them. I just imagine them walking into that furnace, and Jesus just walks in with them. You know that Jesus, if you invite him, he will go wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever you're walking into, whatever fires and situations you're facing, Jesus can walk in with them with you. He wants to. Let me better yet, y'all y'all catch that. He wants to walk th with them. He, he, I just imagine grabbing the boys and just being like, come on guys, we're gonna be in here for a little while. We might as well just sing. We might as well just praise. We might as well just shock the world. We might as well just tell evil that they got no place. Come on, Shadrach. Come on, Meshach. Come on, Abednego. Just walk with me. I'll hold you. I'll keep you close. I'll lead you through the fire. I'll lead you through the flames. I'll make sure that not a single piece of your hair is touched. Not a single piece of your clothes are touched. I'll make sure that you're guarded. I'll make sure that you're protected. I'll make sure that you are kept close. I'll make sure that you are safe because you put faith in me, so I'm going to respond. The thing about Jesus is, is those boys put faith in him, and he responds where there is faith. We want to influence this place. Our faith has to be transformed into something a lot different than what it is today. And that is, no matter the storm, no matter the trial, no matter the situation, no matter what I'm facing, even if it's really real and it's really coming against me and it feels like it's going to destroy me, I know my God is with me. Come on, and everybody can say amen to that. Come on, come on, and everybody can say amen to that. Go ahead, bow your heads, close your eyes. I want to pray this morning.